This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Back quicker than we expected for another uh, Necro Overtime. You never know when stories are going to pop up. You never know when updates are going to be available. You never know. Shit's happening on stuff we've covered. We want people to know about it. Here we are. Back. Second episode of Necro Overtime. Do people like the first episode of Necro Overtime? I don't think so. No, Probably they, not. They hated it. No, like, like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. That series is over. Yeah. Why are you telling us more shit? Fuck off. We need, like, we were joking off air just before we started, like, we need some kind of, like, breaking news intro or something just to, like, start the show. It's very weird, like, it's not like a bonus type episode. Right, but, right. I don't know. We need something like that Carl Monday one where he was knocking on people's front doors and stuff. That was all, like, action, thriller. Fuck it. Can we just use Carl Monday every time? <laughs> Can we use that clip? Can he involuntarily um, endorse this show? Hmm. Hmm. I have to work on that for the next one. <laughs> hey, Carl, we'll give you 50 bucks to endorse Necronomapod. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. We're back with uh, three updates, one of which we just can't keep up with the Epstein case. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Every time we talk about it, something else is happening. Um, but uh, I think Ian recapped it for us last week. Dave, what updates you got on that one? So J.P. Morgan Chase has agreed to settle a lawsuit accusing the Wall Street giant of having facilitated Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking enterprise. How about that? It's from uh, NBC News. The tentative settlement would resolve a suit that was filed in federal court last year by a woman identified as Jane Doe One, who claimed the bank turned a, quote, blind eye toward Epstein's conduct. The suit also alleged it didn't comply with federal laws for years while it provided services to him and benefited from his business. 
One of the lead attorneys for the victims, David Boys, chairman of Boys Schiller Flexner, said the bank agreed to pay $290 million to settle the lawsuit. Damn. How about that? I don't know how many uh, victims are involved in this suit. Uh, Chase and the victim's lawyer said in a joint statement, the parties in Jane Doe 1 versus J.P. Morgan Chase Bank have informed the court that they have reached an agreement in principle to settle the putative class action lawsuit related to Jeffrey Epstein crimes, which is subject to court approval. The parties believe the settlement is in the best interest of all parties, especially the survivors who were the victims of Epstein's terrible, terrible abuse, they said. The unnamed woman sued on behalf of a, quote, large number of victims. The judge overseeing the case ruled Monday morning that it could move forward as a class action lawsuit. So then uh, they're like, um, I think we might want to settle now since they gave yeah. it class action status. And if I remember, because I read an article about this, wasn't it, it a kind of the tie in was the previous like J.P. Morgan president was really close to Epstein. And that's kind of where a lot of their like. This is how they fucking knew what he was doing. Because there wasn't initially a lot of evidence provided that, like, why would J.P. Morgan know that any of this was happening? Yeah, Other than yeah. he had had some charges in 2008, some of those child abuse or sex abuse charges. But there was a, there was a president or something who resigned, like, immediately after the, the big Epstein arrest that they're kind of dating this all back to because the current, I, I don't know if it was a president or CEO mm. was like, look, I just took this job. Like I had nothing to do with any of this. Yeah. I but mean, it was it says, all dated back to like past close acquaintances of his. Yeah. That may be right. It said he was a client for 15 years until the bank severed ties with him in 2013. Does that line up with the, uh, with that, uh, what was the guy's, I believe that's the when in Florida, the settlement in Florida, I, I believe that's when there were the charges against Epstein and when the president of JP Morgan okay. resigned okay. because of all of that tie in with Epstein. Yeah. And that's kind of what they're, cause I remember reading the article and went, okay, but what is the evidence against JP Morgan? Like they were providing him with, with, with money, but how did they know anything was going on? Well, but he had close ties with specific people. Yeah, and there's there's no your customer there. laws that you have to kind of keep, you know, pay attention to that. Know what your clients are up to. Know what they're. About. I mean, J.P. Morgan Chase financed Bernie Madoff for years too, and then it's like, oh, we had no idea what it like bullshit. You knew exactly what he was doing, and they got off scot free and they paid a fine like they always do. But I mean, but they severed ties. I think when the the charges were filed when shit hit the fan yeah i think but this also said so the head of uh, jamie diamond who's the head of uh, jp morgan chase said in a deposition last month he never met epstein and had never heard of him until his arrest in 2019 yeah no bullshit <laughs> it's just not true is that that's the current that's what, it, what it says jamie diamond's the ceo of ceo uh, that's bullshit that's complete bullshit and you know it just yeah. like they didn't know what madoff was up to with his you know, check kiting fund that he was using to to fund the Ponzi scheme. That I, I bet you, if you were a lawyer sitting in that deposition, that just feels like a slap in the face, like insult your intelligence when that guy says that he never heard of. Yeah, Epstein he never before. heard of him. <laughs> it's just, just nonsense. Epstein. Never heard Stop of her. It. Who is she? Who is this, Mrs. Epstein? So, those type of settlements to make you really wonder what would come out in a trial. Sure, or, they admitted no fault, which I'm sure you. They admit no wrongdoing, but they're going to pay $300 million to settle. That's like Fox News. They were funding his criminal enterprise. That's like Fox News and Dominion. 
They Absolutely. settled that for almost a billion dollars. Almost a there's billion a, dollars. There's a reason why. Yeah. You know, just don't give away a billion dollars. Yep. All right. Well, stay tuned next week for more Epstein news because I'm sure it's going to start fucking rolling on out. Yeah. So if you're curious, go look look back at, at the Bernie Madoff stuff and look at J.P. Morgan's Chase's involvement in, in, you know, being his bank and his check kiting and like his billion and a half slush fund account that he used to fund all that stuff. So oh, we didn't know anything about it, though. <laughs> Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Fired up Dave tonight. Because <laughs> they're lying. <laughs> Jamie Dimon is lying. That is absolutely not true. Come on. Maybe he doesn't read it's the ridiculous. newspapers. Maybe he doesn't read the newspapers. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm sure he had, like, fucking lunch with Epstein at one point. And <laughs> yeah. just... I never heard of him. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Like, you're not the president of a bank like that, and you don't know people like yeah. Epstein. But you still have to prove it, right? You have sure. to show that there was something. And I think in JP Morgan's stance, they're probably saying, well, we don't want the PR of this with all the class actions. Mm-hmm. We'll just pay out this measly sum for them. And that'll be the end of it. Now this right. will go away and that'll be it. That's right. All right. Well, free and clear, Mike, free and clear. Well, no wrongdoing. Not in the jury of Necronomopod. We find you guilty, J.P. Morgan Chase. (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) All right, what's next? What are we going to talk about next? What updates we got out there? You all right? You just spilled all kinds of water. I spilled my drink laughing. (laughs) I splurted it out of my nose. (laughs) Well, up next, uh, our friend Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, killed himself in prison this week. That was big news. I was what, what, what? <laughs> I was getting notifications on my phone about I that. I know. How long had he been in prison? Twenty five years. Mm. You want to give us a quick recap on the Unabomber and what uh, he was all about? I think one of the biggest things with Ted Kaczynski is how smart he was. When he was in junior high, he tested at having an IQ of one sixty seven, which is well above is that high? genius. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty it's good. Pretty, <laughs> pretty good. You're a pretty big brain fella, ain't you? <laughs> that fast-tracked him to being accepted into Harvard at 16 years old. And even before that, Ted was considered socially awkward. And it got worse for him in Harvard. And I think that happens to a lot of kids that are really smart that fast-track. Sure, sure. You, you don't, you're not able to build relationships with people because you're a lot younger. Mm-hmm. And, um, Everyone's going out to get laid and you're... Uh, I don't know, playing Star Wars action figures. Yeah. Hulk Hogan action figures for <laughs> I you, mean, Mike. I used to beat those guys up in college, and I was going out to <laughs> get laid all the time. I would literally be going out to bang their moms, and I'd be like, oh, have fun fuck playing fucking Call of Duty, <laughs> pussy. You and your big fucking big IQ brain. Yeah, enjoy reading your math books and playing Xbox. I'm going to go fuck <laughs> your mom. He had it worse, though, because he was 16 at Harvard, and he got thrown into... Um, what was later found out to be an MK Ultra psychological study that was going on in Harvard. Mm. Dr. Henry Murray was a proven MK Ultra doctor and Ted sat there for 200 hours in a study where it was it basically broke down his ego. It just completely broke him down. I don't, I, I think we said this in our series. I don't think it's an excuse for what he did, but I think it's definitely a factor in sure, why he turned sure, out the way sure. he did. Um, 
But between 1978 and 1995, Ted went on to murder three people and severely and permanently injure 23 others by sending bombs, which, you know, people lost arms and hands, everything. He was aiming to fight back against people he believed to be advancing modern technology and the destruction of the environment. Remember, he moved out to a cabin, lived there all alone forever. No running water, no, no nothing, just out in the middle. Was it Idaho? Was it in Idaho? Somewhere out there. Yeah, he was I big into where the cabin was exactly. Big into the environment that were ruining the planet. He ended up writing a thirty-five thousand page manifesto titled "The Industrial Society and Its Future," and that was his undoing in this case. After uh, it was published. His brother got a hold of it and was like, man, this really sounds like what my brother's been <laughs> I saying. I recognize that, Looney Tune. <laughs> but the most interesting thing about that is the one line, uh, you can't eat your cake and have it too. The saying's supposed to go, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And Ted's brother only knew Ted to say it that way, that mm. kind of reverse way. And he was like, oh, fuck, this is my brother. Isn't that wild? And turned him into the FBI. And have you guys ever had a cake and not eaten it also mm. i have always found that i can have my cake and i can eat it too <laughs> <laughs> especially mm. if it's cheesecake i'm gonna run fucking train on that cheesecake i like cheesecake what's well, the best cake i that, think it's the only cake right mike i think so mm. i mean i'm not gonna eat like regular cake like it's pie or it's cheesecake i do like pie we've discussed that before we're <laughs> pie guys we're all pie guys <laughs> I would just eat all of it though. Like, like I like cake. You, you, yeah. Oh, you'll eat all of it. You'd yeah. Ice cream cake, regular cake. Well, if you're going to have a cake, all ice cake, cream. Give me all the cake. <laughs> ice cream cake is the way to go. That little cookie, chocolatey yeah. cookie thing in the middle. Fuck, man. That's ball game. That's good shit. Dairy Queen has really good ice cream cakes. You don't even need a brazier there to make the ice cream. <laughs> you cake. certainly don't. Don't even have to have it. You certainly they all don't. have the ice cream cakes. Yeah. Brazierless <laughs> or brazier. Especially because those have been gone since like 1984. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what? what's the update? What are we, are you, we, I know you said at the beginning, but is there a, is there a story to uh, it? Yeah, I, I have the news story. I'm not sure it tells you much more than what I've already told you. But uh, He did. He did. He killed himself. Ted Kaczynski, the man known as the Unabomber, died by suicide in his prison cell after having served more than 25 years of his life sentence. Kaczynski, 81, was found dead Saturday in his North Carolina prison cell. The Federal Bureau of Prisons confirmed he was transferred there in 2021 from a maximum security Colorado prison because of his declining health. So he was he in a supermax out in Florence? I think he was, right? Yeah, because so. he... Uh, Timothy McVeigh was out there with him. Mm. Remember, those two got along. Like they shared of course they did. Yeah. their ideals lined up, but uh, yeah, Ted said that he was too conservative for him, but he understood where he was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> the state's chief medical examiner will conduct an autopsy, which is standard protocol. Kaczynski was diagnosed with cancer, the type of severity are unclear. Uh, yeah, three people were killed and 23 others were injured in 16 explosions created by the Harvard-educated Kaczynski. His homemade bombs were sent by mail, including an altitude-triggered explosion that went off on an American Airlines flight. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's when it got serious where they're like, okay. Yeah, we can't have that. Yeah. I, I believe after the plane one, they gave him a 
gave him the name Unabomber mm-hmm. because it was universities that he was targeting at first. Yeah, the name Unabomber came from the FBI code name used in this case, Unabom, which was created based on the university and airline targets. You're exactly right, <laughs> Ian. Wow. <laughs> you might actually know what you're talking hey. about with some of this stuff. <laughs> Kaczynski was arrested in 1996 at a cabin where he was living in western Montana. Authorities found a live bomb, components to make more bombs, and 40,000 handwritten journal pages that included bomb-making experiments and descriptions of his crimes. Ted Kaczynski, dead at 81. Was it, so then was it the the pain and suffering of the cancer that he decided to kill himself? Is that what did it? They've not referenced any sort of suicide note or anything. Like why all of a sudden, after that long locked up, kill yourself do you want to die of cancer in prison i don't know that seems pretty that seems pretty awful happening at home but let alone in in prison you want to go through that i don't really see any point in that you're 81 you're in prison you're gonna go through that diet cancer yeah i could see the suicide angle. yeah i mean if it's gonna be a painful cancer i don't know yeah what's the point understandable i think when did we cover that long time ago it's been a long time yeah his story is, it gets interesting. The search for him is interesting. But at the end of it, he's just obnoxious. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, he knows better than everyone else. Yeah. It's this anti-technology, anti-industrialist. Uh, like, I get what you're trying to say, but you didn't accomplish anything. You just ruined a bunch of people's lives. Sure. Yeah. We all moved on. Everybody's using iPhones. There's nothing. It's not slowing down, so... DoorDash comes to my house anytime <laughs> I want. I watch any movie in the world. I love technology, Ted. <laughs> Get fucked. I can wear my AirPods all day long and do my shit. We can, the three of us, hang out and talk in the fucking microphones. Yeah. And then a bunch of people listen and right. seem to enjoy it. Fuck you, Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> Hate your guts. All right. That's all I got to say on that. Yeah, that's that one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. All right, what's next? The last update, our friend Paul Bernardo, who, if you recall, with his uh, girl Carla Hamolka, liked to rape and kill people. He was uh, transferred from a maximum security prison to a medium security prison the other day. Not much notice was given. No one really knew about it, and they failed to give any sort of... uh, notice to the victim's families and they are quite irate about it who makes that decision that's a good question so they're looking at the like the bureau of prisons person and everyone's all up in arms so it's an ongoing story okay well let's get a quick uh refresher and then we'll i remember not remembering much at all about this story that's weird (laughs) at all the two of them together were called the ken and barbie killers because you know Paul, they were both attractive people. Like you wouldn't look at them and think they would do what they did. It's yeah. like Dave and I. Like we're both attractive people. You yeah. would never, and you as well. Mm. 
Uh, you would never think we would ever do such harm. Literally, I know. <laughs> the pussies I've slayed. Mr. Self-Promoter. We could have done an episode on Paul Bernardo without Carla Homoko. Like, If he would have never gotten involved with her, we could have done an episode on him. Because before they met, he had already raped 14 women and attempted to rape six others. And already had a nickname, the Scarborough Rapist. Yeah. Um, unclear whether she was aware of that or not, right? Or unclear whether she was aware of the extent of that activity. Yeah, but there's there's proof that she brought, or yeah, I'd say proof that she brought uh, at least her own sister to Paul as a victim. Yeah, yeah. It's like a gift to him, like this is your birthday present type deal. And they killed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brutally raped and murdered three confirmed girls, 14 to 15 years old videotaped or at least audio but they did have tapes of it mike has copies of those he put them on showed me on vhs one time i don't know where he got them no no (laughs) no no dark web probably don't have any of that i think those were burned if i remember correctly that sounds right which makes it all the stranger that mike was able to get his hands on right (laughs) i have no such films not the record show so what are they going to do with him? Send him back? Oh, or? so yeah. So, well, so uh, Carla got out years ago. She's just out there living her best life right now in another identity somewhere in Canada. Is she on WikiFeet much as Casey Anthony is on WikiFeet? <laughs> That's a good question. I'll look it up. She right was now. also a good-looking girl. Declan, look up Carla Hamoka's feet. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to look it up. So this is from the CBC. Families of Paul Bernardo's victims questioned serial killer's prison transfer. Correctional Service of Canada gave no reason for the move to medium security prison, citing privacy laws. The lawyer for the families of two of Paul Bernardo's victims say they were given no warning or explanation about a recent prison transfer that saw the Ontario serial rapist and murderer move from a maximum security facility to a medium security prison, a move they oppose. And it's much easier to escape from a medium security prison, so fuck yeah, you're going to oppose that. Next thing you know, the guy's out and he escaped and, you know, who knows what. Timothy Danson is the lawyer for the families of Kristen French and Leslie Mahaffey, the teens who were kidnapped, sexually assaulted, murdered, and dismembered by Bernardo and his then-wife, Carla Homolka, in the early 90s. Danson says the Correctional Service of Canada informed him by phone this week that Bernardo had already been moved from Millhaven Institution in Kingston, Ontario to a medium security prison in La Macaza, La Macaza, Quebec, about 200 kilometers northwest of Montreal. I had the task of communicating this to the families. It's devastating to them. It takes them back, you know, said Danson, noting that the families feel disappointed and hurt. Bernardo, now 58, was convicted of first-degree murder in the girl's deaths in 1995. He was also convicted of manslaughter in the 1990 death of Homolka's 15-year-old sister, Tammy. Oh, yeah, she was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. All their victims were underage. Ugh. He was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for the first 25 years. Bernardo began his sentence at the Kingston Penitentiary, and when it was closed, he was transferred to Millhaven. Danson said news of the transfer means the families feel victimized all over again. This just brings back all the horrible memories that they've been trying to suppress and control over these last number of decades. So it just brings sadness and despair and disbelief to them. 
CSC usually does not comment on offender transfers, but in a statement to CBC, Kevin Antonucci, the acting senior communications advisor, confirmed that Bernardo had, in fact, been transferred. Antonucci also assured the public that this offender continues to be incarcerated in a secure institution with appropriate security perimeters and controls in place. Bernardo applied for parole twice, once in 2018 and again in 2021. He was denied both times. Yeah, he doesn't need to go anywhere. No, he can stay there. I agree. So they're they're essentially saying that it was a it's a privacy thing and they don't really give out prison transfers for the safety of, you know, the the police and jail or whoever's going to be facilitating the transfer because you know, if he had people helping him to escape, then that would assist in their planning of breaking him out of prison. So I understand it makes sense. You don't really want to broadcast that information out there, but I can also see the families not being so happy about that or just not being informed, I guess. You know? And if his life is easier in medium security versus high, I mean, I don't know, but also that, sure. if it is, I, I, I would be pretty pissed off about them. Yeah. Cause it, the, their crimes weren't normal. No, they weren't just like murderings. They were very brutal, brutal crimes. Carla Homolka should not be walking around. Yeah. She's just, she, uh, Got what limited immunity from testifying against him? Yeah, kind of. It all deal. pinned on him, and she got some yeah. kind of deal where she got out. Not too long. She'd been out for a long time. Her buddy Luca Magnata said that he was dating her. Remember? That I was, that was <laughs> I his. Not remember I that. don't remember that. That was one of his claim to fame oh things God. on the internet to like get attention. Luca Magnata was one of our like first year episodes, right? Like, wasn't that like 2019? We did him. I think so, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, he actually, he like pushed that far enough to have the son call him for an interview. Like, are you really dating Carla Homolka? It's like, no, I'm killing cats. What's it <laughs> to you, bitch? I'm a little busy. Did anyone reach out to Carla for a comment from her? Like, I think she's married, has kids. Like, she's just really just living life. I think so. Yeah, and people were not happy with that. Community was not thrilled. No, I wouldn't be either. I get it. Is it tough to live with yourself when you sort of delivered your 15-year-old sister to this guy to get killed? I think if you're enjoying it, mm. you're probably fine question, with it. Question we should ask her, Dave. Why don't you we'll get on the phone? Declan! At CarlaHamolka.com. <laughs> Email her. Car, it's Carla.Hamolka at Yahoo. <laughs> Yeah. At Ask Jeeves. <laughs> yeah. It's either at Yahoo or Hotmail. Check one of those. Ask her if she will do a live interview with Dave Namapod. But he's not going to pull any punches. He's going to ask the hard-hitting questions. All right, he's going to do that. All right. He better. Cause Thanks, Ducklin. He wants that peanut butter and jelly sandwich I made for him for tomorrow. <laughs> All right, well, that was a good news show. A little quick updates. Yeah, those are the uh, updates we found this week. More to come, I'm sure. With like, all kinds of stuff going uh, on. We like to scour the intranets for, uh, or what do you call them, the interwebs? The interwebs. Scour yeah. the interwebs for updates to past stories mm -hmm. just to keep the uh, public informed as to what's going on. Yeah, just fun stuff to do, just to kind of uh, update on, on stuff we covered maybe years ago. It's always good to update it. We're not going to do a whole new show on something just because there was a little update. So do something like this. Yeah. 
Now we're going to close out the show with Mike reading all 35,000 pages of the Unabomber's Manifesto. So uh, we will talk to you next week. Sit back, pour yourself a drink, and here we go. Bye.